welcome to Couch Lobsters, the film and series podcast made by amateurs for cinema enthusiasts. The concept is simple, we assign each other a film or a series to watch for each episode and then we keep our opinion secret until the day of the recording. Beware, this podcast is full of spoilers. Hello Dima. Hello Jess. How are you? Uh, fantastic. Yourself? Not too bad. Been watching right. lots of stuff. Um, oh, I sure hope so. I mean, you gave me a series that has three seasons, so. Well, I mean, four. I didn't ask you to uh, watch the whole, but like, if no, you, you did, did, fantastic. You, my house, well, said, you threatened uh, me, you sent like assassins, <laughs> and it was crazy. <laughs> Ninjas. Um, <laughs> all right, so with, with that, I think, are we then, does it mean we're starting with my pick? Yeah, let's do that. I think we can start with yours. I think we Solar Opposites. Yes. Solar Opposites was my pick for this episode. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! We don't have noses! <gasps> this May, from Justin Moylan, the co-creator of Rick and Morty. We're from outer space! You're the one who chose to land my here! My scans didn't indicate it was a human-infested crab hole without a single redeeming value, Terry. Comes a series about a family trying to fit in on a strange new world. Wait! We can't park here! There's street cleaning tomorrow! Caves. What's Diggle Bix? I don't know. Some sort of human code. Recreational drugs. By the way, I got some heroin. You guys want to do heroin? Bullying. Go back to Uranus. Animal rights. <laughs> Zombie teenagers. Magicians. Black holes. Googlers. And the pupa. Look at the pupa. I told you to stop giving the pupa candy. He can't eat candy. It gets him sick. Now let's get out of here before we get arrested for all this shit. So, in short, uh, this is a story about four aliens who are escaping planet Schlorp uh, <laughs> before um, asteroid uh, <laughs> hit the planet. So, so they are. <laughs> I mean, that's already good. That's a good start. <laughs> planet Schlorp. So we have um, Terry, Corvo, and their two replicants. Um, so the, uh, the two replicants being Yamul, Yamulak and Jesse. Um, and also they're having a mysterious pet called Pupa. Um, so these aliens are pretty much trying to become a functional family whilst being stuck on Earth. Uh, in a suburban America. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the show's rating on Rotten Tomatoes sits, uh, at the moment, sits at 90%, 98% for average tomato meter and then 81 for average audience, audience score. And it's sitting at 8.0 on IMDb. Yeah, um, the show released in May of 2019. I couldn't find anything on budgeting because I think like with shows or it's rarely that they put up any numbers, especially in streaming, like how much they yeah. invested and how much. Yeah, so I think yeah. like um, like this sort of information probably wouldn't be 
public knowledge. Well, also, this um, one is like a cartoon thing. So I'm guessing the budget is going to be not that high. I don't know. Yeah, but it could be yeah, mm, high-ish because this is, you know, like they have like some decent actors there. And, um, Do they, so, honestly? Mm, I feel ish. like the entire um, cast is the same cast as Rick and Morty. Similar, similar, yeah, yeah. Um, and the show is similarly rated. Um, so this the show is rated seventeen plus. Uh, so it's a TVMA, so rated for mature, but seventeen plus. Mm-hmm. So the four main actors, um, Corvo, played by Justin Roiland, who is the creator of the show, writer, creator. So you probably know him from Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. And what I also was surprised, he actually played a role in Invincible. If you've seen that. Uh, What's Invincible? Oh, I love it. Yes, that's really good. Uh, it's another like a dark cartoon. Yeah, it's super um, violent, isn't it? Yeah. With, uh, it's like a superhero, stylish, but like the, yeah. the guy is like yeah. Superman, but bad. And it's yeah. glorious. Yeah, work. so... Yeah. so so it's, uh, and actually on that, I don't know, should we stay on, off the topic, but I think season two is coming out. Yes, so. yes. I'm so excited. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, Corvo played by Justin Rowland. Um, we have Terry, who who's his, I, like, I've, I've, so Corvo is the main alien, right? Terry is his green sort of, partner like his friend yeah know. well not friend uh, but like it, they're the two adults right yeah the, they're the two adults but i because they had like their roles were in the show based on the show terry was studying in and on planet schlurp to Isn't be he in charge to be the pupa the pupa yeah, yeah in charge of the yeah. pupa right he's <laughs> not doing that yep. at all he's even yeah, surprised when expert. they tell him that's your role he's like what <laughs> Yeah, and so he's played by Thomas Mid- uh, Middleditch, who's famous for playing in the Silicon Valley. Yeah. He was the main geek in the Silicon Valley. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we have the two replicants, who are Yamulok, who's the little blue guy, and then Jesse, yeah, the who's one. the... Yep, Jesse, the who's the, the girl. Yep. And then Pupa, I don't know how much of a... I mean, yeah, I don't pupa even understand cut. what the pupa is at this point, and I've seen almost three <laughs> seasons of this show, so <laughs> don't get it. All right, so in terms of like genre, this is definitely a comedy. Mm. IMDb says it's an animation, comedy, and adventure. Well, yeah. adventure, adventure, yeah, yeah kind of. Can see that. So I've I've seen the show here in Australia. They they streamed it on Disney Plus. Okay. Um, where did you see it? I Disney Plus as well. Yeah. Okay. So in general, as I mentioned, the the show is written by Justin Rowland, so you can kind of get the similarity. So it's very similar to Rick and Morty, and mm-hmm. a lot of people actually compare it to. But I feel it's not only rick and morty i think at, like right after rick and morty or right around that time i think because of the popularity of rick and morty there's been so many uh 
similar animated yeah. shows like like cartoons for almost like adults with like dark yeah. humor gore uh gory just like we've mentioned like invincible it's not really a comedy but like sort of that has this cartoon for adults theme yeah but i think the uh, problem with this one and the comparison draw is being drawn because it's the same guy it's the same voice Morty yeah, it's, is yeah. the Corvo in this one. So you can't help but think, oh, it's like the Wish version of Rick and Morty. Yeah, I mean, if you compare the two. But yeah, in general, I think like the show is popular not just because of him. But, uh, you know, again, no. like the theme, the theme there. Um, and again, cartoons for adults, I've seen that they have become very popular. And mm-hmm. I think... That's true. Um, there's a bunch that I've seen recently, like in terms of like newish. It, one would be like Inside Job, Disenchant- Disenchantment, Final Space, F for Family. Uh, but even like older shows that were way before Rick and Morty. So something like a Family Guy. Okay. Um, you know, it's like a definite, I would call it yeah. a cartoon for, yeah, cartoon yeah. for adults. Family Guy, American Dad, maybe even Simpsons. Futurama yeah, Simpsons is another. Well. Yeah, Futurama is a good example. Um, great new season as well, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so pretty much we have these um, aliens who are trying to fit in and sort of be more of a human. Um, but, you know, like they, they have... Eat, watching Harry Potter and eating KFC, so they're like trying to fit into the human lifestyle while they're stuck yeah. in here. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in a way, I really want to know why you picked this. Not that okay. I know you love Rick and Morty, so I'm not surprised that you liked this. Um, I'm confused of on how it's gonna fare against a masterpiece like The Matrix. <laughs> But Ooh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna be completely honest. I wasn't blown away because this isn't exactly my favorite style of stuff I watch. So I would watch Rick and Morty like a few episodes maybe, and then be like, "Now I'm bored. Move on to something else." Um, I had to binge three almost. I didn't finish the season three, season three seasons of this, and there were things I really enjoyed. I loved the storyline with the little people in the wall. Mm, I th- that yeah. those were my favorite episodes when we focused on them and they had to build this entire civilization in mm-hmm. the wall. So those were really interesting to me because it was like a study in humanity, like what, what how would we build rebuild the civilization? A bit like the cider thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the main aliens, I. I don't know, most of the episodes that focused on them, I just wasn't a massive fan. I'm going to say Yeah, it. so... So... Yeah, so I think, like, the whole show, it, there's, like, I would say three storylines, right? We have the, mm-hmm. the storyline of aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the storyline of the little people, right? So those who are stuck in a wall, you know, Bring yeah. the, building the brand new world. That's um, crazy. Yeah. And 
so I think that's also that's probably like my favorite storyline. And the third okay. one would be like I think the secret I would call it like With a secret pupa, life right? of pupa. Yeah, so because yeah. pupa is meant to be like that uh like a time bomb sort of that can yeah. pretty much explode at any moment to terraform the earth, you know, and so that could be so the earth could become that schlorp too. Okay. Uh, yeah. I didn't even get that and I watched the show. <laughs> I understood that there was something with the pupa and like when he changed colors at some point, I had this an episode where he changed colors and so they realized, oh shit, we need to fix uh, the dynamic within the team to make it go yeah. not that color or something. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but any, the pupa storyline is the, is the smallest one, like the one we focus yeah. the least on for now. The, Maybe it's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The aliens trying to fit in the world can is sort of funny. There were episodes that were really funny when they do this whole episode about go do, going inside the movie Jingle Bells with Schwarzenegger because mm. they want to experience <laughs> the Christmas spirit, right? And they fuck it up massively. That was really funny because there's a lot of references throughout the episodes to pop culture elements. Mm. Even yeah, with the people I, inside the wall. Like, there's a whole storyline with these murders that make you think, like, oh, this, like, the movie Seven is really yeah. good. But yeah. yeah, and I think I think that's kind of, like, you know, I wouldn't put this, you know, cartoon animation as, like, the best. Like, I still prefer Ricky Morty, I think. Yeah, me too. It's, it's way better, but I feel like this is more... Like there, there's a lot of very good references in in the show. It's still the show is still like delivers on some of those like uh, weird sci-fi popish jokes, you know. And the mm-hmm. storytelling there's good, you know. Animation's good. So I think like overall, it's not the best. It's not one of my favorites, but I still enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know. And this time I would I was rewatching it for the second time, and it was like. So, like, you know, a little bit circling back as to why I picked this. So, one, I was almost sure you haven't watched it. Yeah, you were correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, two, the new season was about to come out. So, season four was about oh. to come out. And I, and I was very curious as to, like, how would it go? And... Three, I felt I felt like this is still it's not the best, but it's good enough that you know, hopefully listeners would you know, I feel like not a lot of people seen this and I think no. it's sort of deserves a little bit of credit because it's good enough. Right. Know? So it was a matter um, of having people discover the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like okay. people who people who've enjoyed uh Rick and Morty, I feel like Solar Opposites is like an alien version of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to a certain extent. But then yeah, you just, could argue Rick and Morty also takes place in like, the not the multiverse, but sort of, and it, they discover planets and therefore there are aliens. But like here, the main characters are aliens, which is the difference, yeah. I would say. Well, I've seen, I've seen even weird like some weird uh, people discussing online if if 
they could exist even in same universe mm. because in the show there's oddly a few references to Rick and Morty uh there was like some Swifty jazz club there was like an uncertain um I did not even notice yeah, so there's like a few of these, like you know, like uh, like uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking references, for? References, right? Uh, re- like... Yeah, sort of like this hidden references. Uh, Easter eggs. Like... Yes, Easter eggs. That's the word okay. I'm more looking for. Easter eggs pointing to Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. So yeah, yeah, that would make sense. So it could be yeah. So it could be this. yeah. If if they're existing or you know. If not in the same universe, you know, like some parallel universe where in like season, you know, X, they could cross over a bit. Because there right. was, I think in season one, there was a crossover, like a reference to Simpsons. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay, well, you know. I don't get any of this. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, completely 100% honest. Um, what most of the show I watched on my phone at the gym... <laughs> Mm. because uh, there's just so many episodes I couldn't like subject Dave to this every night be like oh, I gotta watch three seasons of this. <laughs> so I would watch it on my free time um, but I figure for a cartoon like that it's okay to watch it on a smaller screen I know people mm, are going yeah. you fucking terrorist <laughs> uh, but so there were bits and pieces that I missed on account that I mm. was working out Um Overall, it just, I just felt like it was Rick and Morty, but like the bootlegged version of it. Because it's not as good to me as Rick and Morty, but the the Little People storyline was really interesting. And I was excited Mm -hmm. when I saw an episode that was like focusing on that. Because there's a few episodes. Yeah, there was like, yeah, there are full. Yeah. yeah. And those ones were really good. And I, I wish. It was more of that and less of the stupid aliens being idiots. Um, but that being said, some of the episodes that focus on the aliens are funny because they do make fun of our references, our pop culture mm. references. Yeah. And so, but from their point of view, those references mean nothing because they that's not where they come from. So they're confused mm. by why we like certain things or dislike cer- uh, certain things. Um so it's smarter than it looks at first glance. It's definitely an adult cartoon. Like you wouldn't let your kids watch this. I expect <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Robert. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> um, yes, but I think between the two, I'd prefer Rick and Morty. Mm. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, I feel like like the show in general. It, it like at the beginning, it does take a few episodes to like sort of get the show rolling and, like, get it, get, so to speak, in its own rhythm to show, to understand, like, what's the show, like, kind of ultimately about, you know, what, because, like, the first few episodes sort of set you for the rest of the season and the show, you know, like, showing you those different Mm -hmm. storylines, you know, so it does take, you know, a bit of time to get used, but like, yeah, like I said, uh, I think the show for me does sort of enough to, like, there's always, definitely there's going to be comparisons, but like, to me, the show does enough to stand out from Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, with that, it's still being, you know, interesting and 
like enjoyable and fun to a degree. And yeah, it's not perfect, but I think it's still uh, enjoyable, serious nonetheless. Do you have a favorite episode? Uh... Or like one that you remember for some reason? You like oh, that one. For some reason, I remember this one. I think... Well, because I said, I think my my favorite probably storyline, and you, you you seem to agree, is like with the wall people. Yeah. So I guess like I think it was in the first season when we had that first big episode, like it was all about the little people. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like, well, we're towards the end. Uh, I think it's like seventh episode where... You know, we had that Duke die, the 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 mouse uh, giving milk, and I was really you know, the, sad. The mouse, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that like that whole episode, which was pretty much all about the wall, um, yeah, it was definitely good. I think that's the most me- yeah. memorable. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So both you and I, that's the storyline we prefer. I wasn't sure. Mm. I thought maybe you liked it because the show you love Rick and Morty, and I figured, oh, this is kind of the same vibe. So you probably like this, but I didn't expect you to also prefer the story done with the little people. Um, mm. But I guess that's probably because that's the one that is more in- interesting to most of us because it's kind of a dystopian future storyline yeah. where these people have to mm. rebuild an entire civilization. In a war, and they just fed like <laughs> gummy bears and <laughs> like M and M's and like Skittles, Skittles and just like sugar, basically. And they have to, yeah, rebuild. Um, but that story, that storyline is the best one by a lot. I didn't even think there was a pupa storyline, but now that you've said it, yes, it makes sense. Because maybe I didn't watch season four, so maybe in season four it goes more into. The pupa thing. I don't know. Um, I've only watched from season four. I've only watched first episode. Um, okay. I haven't watched the rest. But like the reason why I watched it, I was I was very curious how would they because pretty much I don't know how much you know about this, but they've kicked uh, Justin Roiland from both Rick and Morty and well Solar Opposites. Wait, what? He's been fired? Yeah. Um, because he was why? in some sort, he was in some sort of uh, uh, sex scandal. Yeah, some some I don't know, like it was a sex scandal or some some Me Too or anyway. So he was in in something, but they've cleared his name, so they actually like so he's apparently not guilty, you know, and like to everybody, you know, is gonna judge him. Um, on their own, but you know we're not talking about that. But so I was mainly curious. Wait, hold how on, would they... because it, I just read some news saying that he's been cleared of domestic violence. Yes, yeah. So he's but been he's cleared. now been accused of sexual assault. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's something after that. But this is from the fourteenth like... of September. So he's yeah, now so been accused like... with new shit. Well, when yeah. there's smoke, there's fire. Usually. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, 11 so, but, people that have come forward with sexual allegations. So I don't well, know that he's going to stay in your 14th, show. No, no, it's, he's not. And that's that's oh. the thing. So they've, so they've kicked him from both Rick and Morty and okay. Solar Opposites. 
Okay. And it was like during during the the trial on the um, domestic violence. Okay. And even though even though they've cleared his name, they still parted ways. So this is like what you're reading right now. It's like totally new thing that just if you yeah, say yeah, it's a new like fourteen. Yeah, so this is like new after they've cleared his name, and then even after they cleared him, they would still not hire him. Fair enough. So, uh, as season four was already coming out, I was very curious how are they gonna replace him because yeah, for both for both shows, Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites, they took two completely main different characters. approaches. Yeah, main character and two different approaches. So, spoiler: I mean, for season four. Uh, there was, uh, I can't remember how exactly, but he got, like, Corvo got a knife stuck in his throat. And once they, once they, once they pulled it out, uh, so it was like, yeah, so they, they've shot him with some space alien gun to, like, restore the voice, but, like, they accidentally, you know, programmed it for a different voice. Okay. So, so yeah, so they we got a a new actor pretty much right now playing Corvo, which is Dan Stevens. Okay. Uh, which Assisted. you might know you might know him from Downton uh, Downton Abbey or oh, Beauty and I the know Beast. Him. That, no, it's in like yeah. recently he was in wait, Legion. There was a show. Oh, uh, yeah, Legion. I've seen him in Legion. I've, I've seen him. I mean, I watched an episode. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> yeah. um, um, I like him. But yeah, 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 he's good. So so it's like, you know, I was very curious how, how would they replace Justin Roiland. And I feel I feel like that approach kind of worked, yeah, uh, at least does. based on episode one. So because, you know, you have the alien tech and like zap, boom, you know, beep, bop, boop, something yeah. happened and... Um, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Ma- yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. But Which so is, like, is the voice good though? Than Steven's yeah, voice? Yeah, I mean, yeah? I mean, it's okay. at, at first it sounds weirdish, but you know okay. they kind of make it work. They make they make it work, so it's good. Whereas, like with Rick and Morty, from what I've heard, because the obviously the the season hasn't come out yet, but mm-hmm. with with Rick and Morty, what they what they are doing, they're just finding a uh, replacement actor to mimic both insane. Rick and Morty. Yeah, that sounds like wow. the same or very similar. Good luck. So, like, you see, like, they both of them took, like, two different approaches. And I don't know how Rick and Morty is going to work, but, like, at least for Solar Opposites, it does work. Yeah, because uh, they bas- have that little alien... Yeah, Zapper. Yeah. Like- yeah, that makes sense. And I would buy that in that show because that show has been outrageous before. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like, yeah. oh, a Works. space gun that fixes your vocal cords. Yeah, I'll buy that. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's yeah. a good little way to get around the problem of the actor. Um, That's mm. kind of, a, a, yeah, I don't think Justin Roiland, Roiland is going to recover from being now accused again of no. sexual assault. Probably not. Um, Yeah, which is like, Obviously, it's fucking horrible, but, like, I wish he didn't do any of that shit because I feel like... You and me, he is, I mean. He, he is talented. Like, the, the the stuff that he, you know, produced, put out there is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's fucking, fucking bomb. Yeah, but, like, yeah. If you get too famous for your own good, like, and if you start using your fame to then prey on women or yeah. men or whatever the case, that, that doesn't make you a good person at all. 
Mm. I don't care if you're talented, just don't do that. Um, I was surprised to hear that the computer voice isn't it Tiffany Haddish? Mm. Uh, the, the the massive computer that they have to go to to ask yeah. like what's the pupa's yeah. problem and, yeah. she's like, <laughs> I like her voice she's got a good voice for cartoon I like her mm. in a show called After Party the After Party it's on Apple yeah, TV yeah. and it's so yeah, good I've seen that yeah it's good yeah. well interesting um, I don't have loads because it's tricky to talk about this show because yes there are storylines that you know will last for many seasons such as the little people etc but every episode is its own story in it's like a sitcom mm-hmm. um yeah so and in terms of like acting i can't say much because it's all animation same for the design it's all animation um settings and plot the, the plot yeah the plot the writers are talented i would mm. i will say that because it's well written, but for me, it's just not as good as Rick and Morty. It's not as tight, um, even though they have like little strikes of genius, strokes of genius. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either way, especially with the storyline with the little people, I think that's such an interesting thing to write into your show. At first, I was a bit sad for them because, like, so it's, it's Yumulak, whatever his name is, the little yeah. boy who just goes around with his laser gun and shrinks people to then put them mm. in the wall and i was like that's so rude because they have a family <laughs> they might be like attending school whatever and now they're stuck in this stupid war um but then by, by the end of season one you just oh you don't want you kind of don't want them to leave the war because that storyline is good I, mm. I hope at some point they can make it out like because it must suck to to live in that war and just like eat random fucking fungus or <laughs> Yeah. Mouse's milk. Oh, the Sorian with the mouse. That was so sad. But then the guy <laughs> who had the mouse turns into like the the mosquito king or some bullshit. Mm. I think that's the last episode I watched where Sherry and the black guy whose name I forgot, they have to go fix the generator or the power and they end up being attacked by mosquitoes and then mm-hmm. they fall and like what is this nonsense and the, the guy who had the mouse was like you f- you like killed my mouse and so now i'm king of the insects okay <laughs> yeah so who's your let me ask did you have a like a favorite character so if if we're doing bo- aliens uh, and so you mean all of the characters or do you want like an alien favorite character and then maybe a little people favorite character or yeah m- maybe maybe a thing? little yeah, maybe a little people and the um, or or just one. I don't know. Well, I really like in the aliens. I really like Terry because I think he's the mm. one who's, who's like the most enthusiastic about being stuck <laughs> on Earth, and he really tries to fit in, um, albeit not very well. But I think he is really funny. I like Jesse as well. I think those two are the best ones. I don't. Ekovo is just like. Grinch, right? He hates everything, everyone. And you mean like yeah. he's a bit of a psychopath. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't like you very much. Um, in terms of the little people, I think sh- uh, Sherry, because, yeah, she's like, she survives, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I like her. But, uh, yeah, I don't have a favorite little per- people person. I There were ones I didn't like. Like, I didn't like the ge- Dan or the guy who 
got in charge Dean? after Dean. Dean? Oh, no, uh, no, and this, no, no, Duke was the first guy in charge. Yeah, but then the second guy, Tim, Tim, sorry. Mm, Tim, Tim, Tim yeah. I didn't like Tim because obvious reasons. Um, but I, yeah, it's harder to like or dislike them because even though you do see their storylines, you don't focus too much on those people. The, the main storyline mm. is still the aliens. And so you yeah. will spend more time with the aliens. And so it's easier to find one that you like and one that you dislike. Whereas with the little people, there's clear uh, good guys and bad guys. And, you know, you kind of go with the good guys, obviously. I quite like the Duke when he had his redemption arc in the garden. That mm. was like a good episode. I think that was my favorite one where they're stuck in the predator mm. spaceship thing. That was mm-hmm. good. <laughs> Just so random. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's hard to have like criticism because apart from the writing, there's not much that you can criticize. The voice acting is really good across the board. Uh, there wasn't one that was like, hey, you don't have a voice for acting. I'm surprised to see that it's Christina Hendricks that voices Sherry. I didn't realize hmm. it was her. I quite like that actress. I think the, I think the cast overall... Like the voice cast um, mm-hmm. overall is pretty good. Yeah. Like again, they I think a lot of similarities from Rick and Morty because I think a lot of the cast are from there. But like even the ones yeah. that they added are, you know, just as good. But would you spend? Would you go back to it? Like now that you've assigned it to me, would you still watch this show, or do you focus more um, on the other shows that you watch? Uh, I would like, well, that's kind of was my next question to you, similar. Um, I will continue. So, like, now that the season four is out, you know, yeah. um, I will definitely continue watching. But, like, I'm curious, are you, because you said you haven't finished season three, are you no. going to finish it and watch the rest or no? You're done. Maybe when I have really, like, nothing else to watch. But like, mm. it's not something I would... But it's the same with Rick and Morty. So it, it's a style I enjoy for a little bit, but I can't binge it for too long because I get bored. Um, mm. it, yeah. Yeah, because but I then, think it's repetitive. Like, at the end, you expect... After a while, you expect certain jokes and you expect certain behaviors from, like, the, the characters, I mean. Um, so it becomes a bit predictable. I don't know. It's like a personal thing, though, because there's nothing wrong with this style. It's just for me, I can't watch too much of it or I just, it it bothers me. Same with Rick and Morty. Like, it's super good, but I can't watch 15 episodes uh, in a row. Mm. Mm. I get it. Well, I mean, you said you watched this one in the gym, so I don't think anything's Most stopping of it. you from, so, no, from continuing watching too... it in the gym, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like you can't watch much of it because like if you do, if you like do cardio, sure, you can watch your phone. But as soon as you stop, then you're just hearing. Yeah. So you're listening to the sound, but you're not watching the, the video itself. So that's not ideal. But it's kind of like helping that, you know, that the, there's not that many episodes, right? So it's like, I think eight episodes per season. Um, yeah, it's not, and they good. are, they are twenty-two, short. like yeah, like twenty-two minute long. Minutes so or something, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty easy, I would say. Pretty easy watch overall. Yeah. All right. Um, 
tell me tell me your tell me your score oh my score on the show okay um okay i would definitely not give it an eight because it's on eight i at on imdb sorry um i for me would give it a 6.5 mm, okay sorry there's just something with this show that makes me not like it as much as Rick and Morty. And I can't help but think, and I think part of the problem is that it's the same voice. For me, it's like bootleg version of Rick and Morty. It tries to be Rick and Morty, but it's not as good. Um, So I can't help but like see that. And I think it would yeah. have helped if they had had maybe a different voice. Because well, you do. can't... Well, yeah, yeah, now they do. But now it's too late because the show has been like airing for two years, uh, three cool. years. So the com- the comparison has been made already. Like, you know, it's oh, it's kind of like Rick and Morty, but not really. I think it would have been better if they had had like someone else voice cover from the get go. Yeah, all right. Um, what would you I give think it? For, for me, honestly, well, again, if you're looking at the imdb score right it's an eight and then okay uh on rick and morty is 9.1 so i would tend to agree because rick and morty is you know like i really like it and if if that and i would give that a nine right if i'm comparing the two and because i said this one is good not not as good uh, but it it does enough to sort of still stand out on its own. So I would give it an eight, actually. Okay. Just yeah, just because like maybe if I were to independently, objectively look at it, maybe like maybe I wouldn't give it an eight. Maybe it would be like seven point five. Right. But but you know like if we are comparing. Um, it to Rick and Morty. And then if you look at Rick and Morty, a nine, and this being not as good, I would say eight. Eight, eight, yeah, but I think, eight is good enough. Yeah. yeah. But is that the feeling you get when you watch it? Do you think, oh, that's an eight out of 10 for sure? Uh, for me, that's how you rate the things, right? It's how you feel about it when you watch it. I don't care if Rick and Morty is at nine. I wouldn't give nine to Rick and Morty anyways. I rate my shows every time I watch it. <laughs> no, but I mean like... I give me, it an 8. <laughs> I can give it an 8. I don't think it's worth an 8. Uh, it's a 6.5. Solid. Okay. Okay, so, yeah. You know, but, to add to Trump, but yeah. Yeah, but like, between... I get that you're saying if Rick and Morty is at 9, this should be an 8. Because it's not that bad that it should be a mm. lot less than nine but i feel like take away rick and morty from the equation if you just watch this yeah probably you 7. Give it? i don't think you, yeah you wouldn't give it an eight yeah yeah 7.5 because i still okay. i still got a few good laughs right and okay. because like yeah i still got a few good laughs and like the storyline you know it's it's good enough to make you like somewhat interested you know, and it's mm-hmm. over, overall, I did enjoy. So yeah, seven point five. Yeah, if I, if I would fair. just like to, yeah, on rate it on its own as a standalone. Fair enough. Then I guess it's six point five for me and seven point five for you for this show. Yeah. 
Okay, mm -hmm. we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. Then we can move on to the Matrix. All right, let's do that. Have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? What is happening to me? The answer is out there, Neo. It's the question that drives us. What is the Matrix? The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? They're watching you, Neo. Human beings are a disease. You are a cancer of this planet. And we are the cure. Get me the hell out of here! Welcome to the real world. Okay, so the Matrix was the Matrix. The Matrix was released in 1999. How old does that make you feel? Um, old that was enough. Twenty-four years ago. Old enough that I, I actually re I haven't seen when it came out. I was way too fucking young. <gasps> Wait, that. how? No, how old were you when it came out? 10. Oh, you're so young. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was, Wait, I was 13, uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it's not fucking big of a difference. No. But did you see it when it came out? Yeah, I went to the cinema with my dad. Really? I have Fuck. a vivid memory of this. Like he, Because I think he read reviews that were amazing. Because it was uh, mm. well-reviewed, uh, critically acclaimed, etc. So my dad would often take me to the cinema, just like we would... I, I wouldn't even know what we was going to watch. I just went with him to the cinema, and I remember vividly going to see this with him and just being, like, mind-blown. At um, 13. I, this is, a, this is yes. an R-rated movie. Not in Belgium, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but R-rated is fine if you have an adult with you, right? No, I think I th no. I don't. Well, think I guess that's the people the at the cinema did not give two shits. Then, <laughs> I saw yeah, probably. This in the cinema. <laughs> but it's like a small cinema in a small town, so it's like the mm. one. What there's just one room, and that's the cinema. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember watching this movie until. I've seen it on VHS. That's like 100% sure that I've watched it first yeah. time on a VHS rented with friend. But it wasn't like I wasn't probably I, I've heard as soon as it came out. I think everybody had, but I haven't seen it, I think, until I was probably 13. Okay. So you watched it the first time at the same age that I watched it the first time. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, so the directors and writers of the movie are, and I'm going to give the, I guess, new names because they've transitioned since, and I think out of respect for them and how they want to be perceived now, I'm just going to call them Lily and Lana Wachowski. Wachowski? How do you say it? I would say Wachowski. Wachowski. Okay, same. Cool. 
in terms of the cast, we have Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, to name the main ones. Mm-hmm. There's also other people, of course, but I think those are the main four, right? And that are mm-hmm. going to come back yep. in all of the movies. Yes, they are. Um, the development of the movie wasn't that easy because the Wachowski hadn't done that much already. So they wanted to do this movie, but that's an expensive movie to make. And so they had to sign a deal to make three movies. So two before they could do The Matrix. Um, They were also thinking of casting for the role of Will uh, Neo. They wanted to cast Will Smith at the very beginning of the project, right? But I think Will Smith went on to explain that he didn't take the role because he didn't really understand the concept of the movie mm. and so he turned down the role to go and do wild wild west instead which <laughs> in hindsight <laughs> probably should have taken the role um and at the time morpheus was to be played by val kilmer as well so that would have been a completely different movie for me like i can't mm. i can't wrap my head around around Will Smith playing Neo. Like I can't see anyone but Keanu playing Neo in a way. Mm. Um yeah. Um so basically in terms of pre oh so there's an interesting thing about the movie. So in 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 order to convince the studios to give them the money they needed to make the show uh, the show, the movie, they hired uh, comic book artists Geoff Darrow and Steve Scrooge to draw a 600-page shot-by-shot storyboard for the entire film. Um, but now this book you can actually buy, so it's expensive. Like I looked uh, into it, and it's about 200 pounds. Not not expensive, expensive, but expensive enough that I'm like, I don't mm. need this book in my life. <laughs> <laughs> not that much. Um, but it's apparently a beautiful piece of art to like that book it's basically the movie shot by shot but all drawn by super good artists and so with that book and like they had also the support of Lorenzo di Bonaventura and Joel Silver and so the studios at the end decided to give them the the money Uh, it became a co-production with Warner Bros but also Village Roadshow Pictures and so in order to get the studios off their backs basically what they did is they sent the first minutes of the movie so like the scene with uh, Trinity fighting the police and the agents like at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. movie right so they Mm -hmm. sent that to the studios and the executives were like oh well this is awesome total support of the movie from then on so nobody was on their backs, basically. Nobody was bothering them during production to like change anything because they had sent a scene that, I guess, blew the executive's mind. So they were like, this is fine. No worries there. Um, a lot of little tidbits about the pre-production. They, they asked the entire cast to read a bunch of uh, books about... Um, all the philosophies that they were going to explore in the movies, so, like books like Simulacra and Simulation, which was written by a French philosopher, um, another book called Out of Control, The New Biology of Machines, Social Systems and the Economic World, and also a book on evolutionary psychology. And a lot of the cast 
felt that the process was really hard because those are not easy books to read, right? It's mm. just a lot. Um, they also hired a Chinese martial arts choreographer called Yuan Wu Ping to work on the fight scenes and the choreography and to prepare the, for the so what is called the wire fu, which is basically when the actors are suspended by wires and they can do all these like air choreography. So like, for example, mm-hmm. the drums where they stay in the air, etc., which is really popular in China and Hong Kong, especially if you mm-hmm. watch a lot of the uh, Chinese kung mm-hmm. fu movies, there's always choreography like on wires, etc. They scheduled at first, they thought, oh, if they have four months of training, it's going to be enough, right? The actors will be set for the movie. So the, but except when the training began, Yuan, so the choreographer, realized, yeah, they don't have the level yet. So we're going to need a lot more time than four months. Um, a lot of the cast was injured as well. Um, for example, Keanu had a problem with his sp- back during the but it wasn't due to the um the training he fell out of the when he left the shower or something or he fell in his shower (laughs) so he had to undergo i don't know if he had to undergo surgery but he had to recover for for a long time and so for where the other cast could still go and train he was like stuck he couldn't do the same training but he insisted on training and he just would practice like punches and lighter moves instead of the really hard stuff. And I think Hugo Weaving also hurt himself, but he hurt himself on set. So did Carrie and Moss. Um, yeah, I think Hugo Weaving was during the training process that he had a really bad hip um, injury and he had to have hip surgery. Uh, and I think Carrie and Moss, like, she hurt her ankle during the scene at the end. You know, when they raid the agent's building, the mm-hmm. scene where they are um, the, in the lobby and she has to run on the walls, etc. She, I think yeah. she hurt herself yeah. at that point. Uh, most of the movie was shot in Australia, which explains why a lot of the, uh, the let's say, the extras, they have an Australian accent. Um, I'm thinking, you know, the at the beginning when Neo is at his house and so, some people just knock on his door and like ask him to go to a club. Mm-hmm. These people all speak with an Australian accent. So that's why, because there were extras. Um, a lot of it is due to... Well, actually, on the Australian point, I've actually, this time when I've watched it, because the last time I, I saw Matrix was like, Years ago, I want to say. Or no, actually, I've watched Matrix right before the new one came out. That fourth one. Yeah. Which is absolute shit. So I I was like, <laughs> yes. before that, it was like several years that I haven't watched it. So I was like, okay, let me okay. watch all three before I go into the fourth one. And, but yeah, only this time when I was watching the movie, I've noticed... There were several scenes where they were, like, walking outside and they were, like, mm, references, like, like bank, uh, bank shots. And, you know, they're just, like, a, like, a, um, like a bank name or, you know, a, a, a name of a food place and that. I'm, like, this looks very familiar. 
It's like, oh, this is an Australian bank. How did it get here? So I had to go back. And then, like, a few scenes where um, I think they were shutting outdoor with a helicopter scene. or, And mm-hmm. I had to go. And I had to actually Google this. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck. No wonder it looks familiar. Because it was, like, shot in uh, Sydney or uh, Australia. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck, yeah. I had no clue until this time. No, it was. Well, and that's how, actually, the New Wales... Um... Wait, what are they called? Studio? Uh, became quite popular. What are they called? I had this in my notes. Never mind. Oh, so the New South Wales uh, became like a major film production center. Oh, uh, yeah, due yeah, to it is. The, yeah, I didn't really yeah. know about this, but yeah. So um, New South Wales is the state. Um, yes. So because yeah, Wales it, it's is actually... in, in the UK, so I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> South Wales is in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's actually true. A lot of big Hollywood, and even during the pandemic, because uh, everywhere was shit, but Australia, we had like very tight uh, regulations initially. So we were pretty good in terms of like COVID. We've had it sort of under control for the majority of it. And a lot of production for movies that stopped in Hollywood, US and elsewhere moved to Australia uh, for shooting. But yeah, in general, yeah, a lot of big Hollywood movies are being shot here. Okay, good to know. There's one thing I'd like to mention because, well, it concerns uh, Keanu Reeves' turn double Chad Stahelski that we now know as the director of the John Wick franchise. So I'm just going to say this. So uh, it regards the subway scene. So at first they wanted to use an actual subway station, but the complexity of the fight and all the wire work that was required for shooting the scene was very difficult to do in an actual subway station. So they had to build a set around an existing train storage facility. Um, And filming the scene, so when Neo is slammed by Smith into the ceiling... Chad Stahelski, who was Keanu's double at the time, the stunt double, sustained several injuries, including broken ribs, knees, and a a dislocated shoulder. And so another stuntman was injured by a hydraulic puller, which I have no idea what that is, during a shot in which Neo was slammed into a booth. Basically, a lot of injuries uh, were sustained in that one scene. So the subway station fight, I guess. Ouch. Um, but, but I do want, scene. yeah, it is a it's a very good fight scene that one, and you can tell that the not that they hurt themselves, but you can tell there's sometimes contact between the actors. I mean, it's all choreographed, of course, but like, I, yeah, injuries will happen. Um, I uh, I kind of want to mention the visual effects because that was a massive talking point at the time. So what is called now as the bullet time which allows a shot to progress in slow motion while the camera appears to move through the scene at a normal speed. And I'm talking about the the bullets. It's called bullet time. So like when Neo dodges the bullets, he Uh see like the bullets seem to move slowly, but the rest of the scene seemed to progress in a normal fashion. Right. So that was a whole thing to um, develop the, the methods to get, to get that scene to look right because they had they had imagined so the Wachowskis Wachowskis 
I forgot how to say it, Wachowski's, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, had an idea that they wanted to do an action sequence that slowed time while the camera pivoted rapidly around the subjects. And so they proposed the effect in like their screenplay for the film. But when John Gaeta, who I think is responsible for the uh, visual effects, read the script, he pleaded with uh, an effect producer at Mass Illusion to let him work on the project and create a, pro- and create a prototype to, that led him becoming the film visual effects supervisor. And the method they used for creating these effects involved a technically expanded version of an old art photography technique no- known as time slice photography, in which basically you have an array of cameras that are placed around one object and they are trigger- triggered simultaneously. Each camera captures a still picture that contributes to one frame of the video sequence, basically. And it creates the effect of virtual camera movement, but the, il- the illusion of a viewpoint moving around an object that appears frozen in time. Um, but of course, that's what I think at the time when I first watched the movie, that's what I remember the most about the movie is the, the effects, right? I don't know for you, but the first time you watch The Matrix, I think a lot of people, unless you watch it when you're a bit older, I think... You don't fo- you don't necessarily understand all the underlying themes of the movie. I think what you remember the first time around is mostly the action, right, and the yeah. visual effects and the visuals of the film as well, because it's very specific, like all the leather and the lighting and and I don't think that a lot of us, especially watching it at thirteen, I don't think I understood all of the complexities of the scenario. Honestly, I didn't understand the movie. I was I was confused more than anything. And like the only thing that I kind of could remember about like my impression of the movie was actually the um the lobby scene. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And and I think overall from the first time I watched the movie, I I was never, to be honest, I was never a fan of Matrix. Ah, excuse me. Yeah, I was what never a fan fuck? of 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 Matrix. Um, I think because of the first impression, it was like the action was good. Like, don't get me wrong, it's fucking amazing, and that I love. But I think because like. The first time I watched it, I was confused more than anything. So to me, it was like, maybe because I didn't understand the movie and it was just like, you know, action fighting. And I wasn't, and I wasn't like just, I don't know how to say it. I just wasn't the big fan of that. Um, Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, I feel like. I think at 13, I so I've watched this movie so many times over the years. And one thing that I realized when, let's say I watched the first time at 13, maybe the second time 15, and then later on in life. And I think every viewing, I understood more and more layers. So mm-hmm. as you grow, and as also as your experiences or maybe your point of reference uh, develops. So let's say you watch other things on the side, I don't know if you've seen uh, Ghost in the Shell, for example. Yes. The not the movie. Anime. The anime. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, 
let's say you've seen the Matrix first, but later on in life you watch Ghost in the Shell, and then you go back to the Matrix. There is no way that you're gonna see, watch the Matrix and understand it the same way that you did before. I think it adds layers to your understanding of what they were trying to say, which is much more complicated than at first glance, right? And I think, I think that's why also maybe people that were older at the time. Um, so let's say my dad watched the movie. I don't think he necessarily understood all of it because I think you need to understand artificial intelligence a little bit to understand mm. the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't yeah, want to be rude like, to my who, dad, but who, I think... Who, who the fuck understood, understood AI no, exactly. and all that shit in 1999? Well, they did. The Wachowskis were like... And I think also I mean, there were yeah. movies that warned you about the singularity right so the point where the machines like or an ai surpasses humans intelligence which year the terminator came out uh way 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 before the matrix because it's well old the terminator like must be 80s 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 or 70s yeah james the first one right not the Mm. i'm not talking like the 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 reboots or anything Okay, so the first one came out in 84, and then the second one in 91. Yeah. So it's all before this. But I think this goes further. So to give it a basic plot, uh, I didn't think to do that. So basically, you've got this guy, Thomas Anderson, who is, let's say, a hacker when he has free time. He hacks into stuff. And he one day is um, told by a woman called Trinity that... The person he's looking for, Morpheus, does exist. And Morpheus wants to find him as well. And he will get the answers he wants about what the Matrix is. And so it turns out that the Matrix is this fake reality created by machines that we all think... So all humans think they live this free life in the world that we know. And we have the choice of free will. But really, we are all like living in pods uh, so that machines can feed on us. And to keep us alive, they like project the they project this fake reality that we think we evolve in. So the Matrix is like this fake world that we think we live in. But really, the real world doesn't exist anymore. It's been overtaken by machines. And what is left of humanity that isn't living in this fake world is like living underground right because that's where Zion is Zion Mm -hmm. it's like underground internals or whatever so Neo is gonna you know become aware of this and go on into like well the thing is with Neo Morpheus thinks that he is the one the one the chosen one that's gonna finally put an end to the reign of the machines or like kill, kill the matrix or destroy the matrix but obviously uh, we don't know much yet about this. I think in the first movie, because it's a trilogy, the first movie focuses more on Neo becoming one with himself and like understanding who he is. And whether he is the one or it isn't, it's sort of answered at the end when he does resuscitate. And at that point, he he no longer sees the Matrix as a fake world. He sees the code in everything. So he's 
he sees that it's not it's all code it's been coded and it's not a reality and so that's how we can gain powers a uh, power against the other malicious softwares that are evolving in that world but it's all a bit crazy and i understand that when when you're let's say you're 45 50 in 1999 those are concepts that you're not probably gonna understand because computers and coding were not the norm at the time witchcraft yeah they were no but it's like do you remember what kind of like uh computer you had at the time like you didn't have Uh, laptops right what no i got my first uh computer in 90 i want to say 1999 this is the first time i got my computer um in home, and what kind so of computer like a was person. That? Oh, it was, it was a, I mean, at that time it was good, but you know, obviously it was shit. Um, but I did yeah. have internet, I did have Woo-hoo. internet. Um, yeah, oh, you did, okay. I know, I did, I did. Oh, you did, yeah, I did. Um, so yeah, woohoo, do that. Um, no, but it was like the old internet as well, where you had to dial in, dial up, you yeah, remember? it was dial up. Yeah. A dial-up and then so it's hard at that point if in time to understand all the implications of technology and like what it what it could become so that i think that's why this movie grows with you so if you watched it the first time in 1999 and kept on watching it over time of course you would understand more layers because your understanding of technology would grow with time as well I think that's what happened for me. I think the one time I watched it, maybe 2024, 20, I was like, well, probably smoking a bit of weed anyways. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. Like, this is much, much deeper than my first understanding of this movie. Because for me, the first time I watched it, what I loved was the action. I didn't necessarily understand, like, what it all meant. Or I didn't even see, like, the all the the references to let's say religion or mythology like the fact that neo so if you, it's an anagram right so if you change the letters around it says the one mm-hmm. uh, there's also the idea of like this virgin birth um and then the fact that um it suggested that the name of so trinity refers to christianity's doctrine of like the trinity which i don't know what's in the trinity god uh, the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. Jesus, I think, and there's there's also other philosophies like Buddhism and Taoism, etc., intertwined with the story. There's also a few. So as we know now, Lily and Lana Wachowskis have transitioned, and there's a lot of things in this movie that refer to like probably their questioning at the time or transgender themes in a larger way. And if you look at the character Switch, for example, she's the only one in the group that dresses in white. She's also the only one that you don't really know. She could be a boy, she could be a girl, right? Her character isn't extremely feminine or extremely masculine. She's like the one odd out. And so a lot of people have theorized that that character was included the way that it was because it was a statement about transgender themes or transitioning or just being like not sure about your sexuality, maybe being being both, etc. 
Yeah. So that's far. But so I'm curious to know where you stand on this movie now. I I don't know if you've rewatched it for the pod or not. Um, but. Yeah, of course I did. Um, well, I've watched it probably at this point maybe five times overall. Okay. Um, and yeah, I do agree with you that like the more you watched in a span of time, the more you do understand. And that's kind of like why I said that initially I was never a fan of the Matrix. Because I am simply, you know, by this statement. What the yeah. fuck, Dima? 13, you know, like, I, I don't remember at which ages later I was, but, you know, 13, 15, whatever. I didn't understand, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, Matrix and all that. I mean, yeah. it looked... So, the action was good, you know, but because I didn't understand the movie and... Yeah like the deeper connection the the um you know whatever the wachowskis were trying to say there like like to me it was simply a movie with an awesome action but like because i didn't understand the plot maybe Mm -hmm. that well like uh, like to me it didn't really stand out you know yeah but you know watching it more recently like watching it this time or for the podcast or even before i watched the the fourth one so it was like when did the fourth one came out like two years ago Mm, 2022 right december 2022 i think it was last year almost two is it last year oh it was i feel like around christmas last year maybe 2023 but january at mm. that point so whenever like watched it recently, definitely you do understand more and I and now I do get the references and I see it more than just a an action movie. Yeah. So it's... now I can say yes, it it like this is good. You know, this is definitely good. This is something that that you know, I can relate maybe to a degree, understand it. So, like, for me, I see it way, way deeper now than I yeah. did before. So, so now, I, so obviously, I wouldn't say that I'm not a fan. I do like the movie. But, yeah, before, I, I was I was never a big fan initially. Yeah. That is worrying. Because <laughs> even for the ac- action alone, like... Even without understanding the themes, which is a pity, but even if you don't understand the themes, I think the design of the movie, the action scenes, the bullet time, all of that made it such an alien in the world of movies at the time. Like there was nothing like it and it was such an experience. So even without understanding what it truly wanted to say or what it wanted to warn us about, I think... It, it was an enjoyable experience more than that it was something phenomenal because it was something i had never seen before and I, I was just blown away by we can do this that's crazy like the first scene of the movie is when you see trinity right and she's in that room and so police people arrive and she kind of like does this thing where she flies a little bit before she dies like a kick. So she's in the air mm-hmm. and she stays in the air. And I was like, what is going on? And then she jumps over the roofs 
and she makes this massive jump that you think no one can do that. It's not normal. And that for me was enough. I was like, I love this. What is this? And the design, like the costume design, um, like who can forget Morpheus's glasses? <laughs> that mm. just I was like, this is also and the, the charisma, like, oh Morpheus, I was so in love with him. Um, it's just an amazing <laughs> cast. I he was the bollocks. I thought he was so good. Uh, yeah, amazing cast. But so for me, that was enough to already think this movie is the best thing I've ever seen. But then to later on in life, revisit the movie and understand more and more layers. And every time I watch it, I catch new things that I didn't catch before. I just will never tire of watching The Matrix. I wouldn't say the same about the second and the third one. I love the second one still. I have a lot of love for it, but it has problems. And the third one for me is the letdown, very big letdown. Um, I don't know where you stand on the trilogy. I'm not even going to mention the fourth one because, God. Uh, the only good one is the first one. What about the second one as like the tr- the motorway scene? You know what I mean? Yeah, With I the, mean, That's yeah. really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is good. Um, it's probably the only good thing about, <laughs> about no. the second. Oh, you're so harsh. Um. I feel like the the second. I would one be happy. Me... I would be like I would uh, like if it was a standalone movie, not a trilogy. I think it would be better. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think it needed to be a trilogy, but I think with the success of the first one, what studio would say, "Let's yeah, not make it." Like, and it's yeah. sad. That's just the, the the way it is. But I think the Wachowski, the Wachowskis had a trilogy in mind, so they wanted to make three movies. I don't think. The story was over by the end of the first one, was it? Because they had mm. hinted at Zion, they had hinted at many things that we didn't see in the first movie. So I think they always wanted to make three movies. I agree that it wasn't for the best, but yeah. um, I wanted to ask if you've noticed like a few funny references. So, for example, when they go to visit the Oracle, which already Oracle being uh isn't it like a software no it's a search engine right oracle no oracle is a like a uh, at the moment they're like, it's like a google right company uh, ah, okay well they're just a big software company yeah okay well so when they and so when neo goes to see the oracle she asks him would you like a cookie and i think it's funny because it's like when you visit a website and they're like do you want to accept these cookies mm. like you know so there's a lot of funny references about, yeah, the computer world. Let's call it like that. Um, <laughs> for like a better world, like things that happens on your computer when you do stuff on your computer. Click, click, click. Uh, <laughs> click, click, click. Um, which is kind of sad. Speaking of the Oracle, I think the actress died after the first movie. So in the second movie, it's a different woman who portrays her. They look similar, but not quite the same. Um, Mm. Or is it in the third one? It could be in the third one. But I know at some point in the trilogy, the actress had to be different because the main one died, which is sad, of course. Um, What do you think of the cast? And do you think it would have been better with uh, uh, Neo? Will Smith as Neo? Uh, 
don't think it would have been better. I think, I think this was, you know, there's some movies where you can, when you hear, oh, this could have been a guy or, or this could have been the actress who, you know, sometimes you're like, yeah, I can kind of see them. Like here, I feel like the cast that is, um, I think this was a perfect cast. May, maybe, you know, maybe Morpheus. Ah, fuck off! What's wrong with Morpheus? <laughs> um, what do you mean? I mean, I mean, like several. I would say probably more than not just Lawrence Fishburne. Fish, what's his Fishburne. name? Fishburne. Fishburne. Um, so I think like several people could have played a good Morpheus. Like, don't ask me who. I don't know, but I think he's like. A perfect casting choice, though. Um, hmm. Do you not agree? Like, who would you have seen? I don't know who. So, you know, you're putting me on the spot here. All right. But I don't, like, I don't know who, but I can can tell you probably there's, there's, uh, there's more than, not just him. I don't know. I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. Because he's got so much class. I just love Morpheus. And he's got so much charisma as well. Like, it's not a face you forget easily. I think if anyone, and I, it pains me saying this because I love him so much. But I think Keanu Reeves is the... And I love him in this role and I can't see anyone else playing this character. But I think he's not got the best range in terms of acting. So in this movie, maybe it works because Neo is a little bit confused at all times, right? He's a little Mm. bit taken aback by the events. And so he doesn't need to show a full range of emotions because I don't think he experiences that externally, more so internally. Mm. But anyways, so I think he works in this movie. I wouldn't say he's the best actor. I love you, Keanu. Sorry. (laughs) So if you're listening, like, if you're listening, God knows. Um, but I can't see anyone else though because I think him and Carrie Ann Moss have a really good chemistry, and because that's mm. the main focus of the movie. Like the, of over the trilogy, the one thing that stays the same is the fact that love is gonna conquer all, and it's the only thing that machines can't feel. So it's your best weapon against something that has no feelings, anyways. Um. They work together like it is just I can't see any other actor, neither for her or for him. Same with Hugo Weaving as Asian Smith, like what mm, a great villain. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the best villains in the mm-hmm. entire fucking cinema history, in my opinion. Um, because he just delivers one of the best performances ever. And he's menacing, but also endearing. You kind of like him in a weird, odd way. You don't want him to win. This but voice, every time I he's think his screen, voice. It's his voice. Yeah. It's so good. Ah, oh, I love, I love him. Um, um, yeah. While 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 we on the you know actors, and you've said that Keanu doesn't have the best acting. Um. Well, Can you tell me what is your favorite Keanu movie? Because he has been through a lot. Yes. Right? That's a hard one. See, 
I want to see The Matrix because it's my favorite. Like, that's one of my top five movies of all times. So I can't not like that one. But I mm. I wouldn't say his acting is the best in this one, though. It's a different thing. I think... Mm. Mm, I'll, mm, that's a tricky one. Like I don't putting, know. Putting you on a spot here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a massive fan of Point Break. Like, I've watched it once and I was like, yeah, that's all right. It's just not one of my favorites, is it? Uh, same with... I like Speed. I think Speed is well fun. Mm. But I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But I think his acting was probably better in Speed. I don't know. But if I have to say, what's your favorite movie with Keanu Reeves in it? I would have to say The Matrix because it's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. But then favorite performance of Keanu Reeves? I don't know. What would you say? Um... Honestly, I would, I would probably, maybe Speed, or my second choice would probably be Constantine. Ooh, Have Constantine you seen that one? was actually yes, I like that movie. I, I'm, I'm very conscious that like it's a minority of people that like Constantine, <laughs> but I do like Constantine. <laughs> You know what? I actually have seen a movie where he plays not a main character and he was called Always Be My Maybe and it's a comedy and he plays himself. So he plays Keanu Reeves in this movie and a woman dates him. Ah, I think and I've that seen might that. be my yeah. per- favorite performance because he plays himself as this douchebag from Hollywood that just is yeah, such a pretentious yeah, yeah. part. I love it. It's so funny. Uh, and that showed me that he could still act, that he still had range. Because mm. I love John Wick. Don't get me wrong. Love that franchise to death. But you can't say that his acting is great in that. It's just great for the action. And you know the work that goes yeah, into I, you know, I, I doing think, the I action I think John, John Wick, his acting in John Wick is very similar to his acting in The Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's very stoic. Like, it's... Not a lot of expressions. Mm. But The Matrix is just such a piece of art. Uh, that movie... And it doesn't age. Like, you watch it now, the themes are still current themes. Like, things mm. that you can still worry about. Um, do you think... <laughs> out of the blue question. Do you think we live in a simulated reality? Oh, a lot of people might say that we are. Um... I don't know. Uh, honestly, I don't think so. Yeah. But like, it would be impossible to know, would it? Like, because yeah. the machines wouldn't want you to think that it's a possibility. So you wouldn't oh. think that technology has advanced this far, that it's it's already happened. The singularity. Um, oh. I don't know. And okay, a better question. So you know how Cypher, at some point in the movie, the character Cypher wants to betray the team to get reinserted in the matrix mm-hmm. because he, he yep. feels that living in the reality is too hard and he'd rather live in a fake simulated reality mm-hmm. where at least life is easier mm-hmm. would you feel the same way i mean like looking for example looking at uh their life outside of matrix right it's like it it looks like a very poor life right 
Um, yeah. Looks like a shit life. Running yeah. away from... Um, but machines. Like, yeah, running away from machines, living in this, uh, you know, piece of shit uh, spaceship or whatever ship that is. Um, craft. I think I understand why he would choose that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I don't think I would choose that. Wow. Yeah, I think I we understand the why, right? So even that character, he's a bad guy, but he's also a well-written character mm-hmm. to the point where when he makes that decision, part of you is like, I understand why. Because you've been shown how they live on that ship and like, yeah. it's not an easy life. But at the same time, what do you value more? Because by doing that, then you give your power up, like your free will is gone. And so do you value more humanity or your own comfort? It's kind of like the dilemma. But I think a lot of people, if they were given the choice, would think, well, I'd rather... Because he asks, like, I want to be reinserted and I want to be famous and rich and just, you know. So if you were given that Forget about everything, yeah. Yeah, forget about... And have all, all of you the impression that you have everything you've ever wanted and you don't know any better i don't know i think some people might choose that it's like yeah but at least i don't suffer because if you live in the reality like it's a struggle every single day um what's your favorite scene of the movie Mm, scene i think it's still i think like the lobby right the lobby the lobby scene that's the the first one that kind of like you know impressed me when i first saw it and i think it's still well, it's it's an amazing scene like it's yeah, i so, think it so still good. stands yeah i feel like I even the so the cgi fire is still all right i've seen mm-hmm. worse cgi in recent mcu movies than that fire so uh yeah and yeah it's it's you know i think it's it's a good point because a, a lot of those stuff right as, as you saw as you said in the beginning, it was it was special effects, not CGI. So like special effects meaning, you know, they did their training, they did, you know, wires and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like these days, like they put too much emphasis on, on CGI and, sp- yeah. you know, rather than, than actually trying to do the work themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you know, like movies, like old movies. I feel that they they stand age out better. better than than uh, they age better than than this new shit that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, I agree, and I think that's why the second and the third one might have more issues. Maybe not the third one for the same reasons, but in the second, there's a lot of CGI, um, mm-hmm. where Neo himself is like made of CGI, and that doesn't age well. Like I've seen the yeah, second one yeah, last year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not so great. But a lot of the scenes in the second ones, uh, like the motorway scene, etc., do age very well because, again, practical effects over CGI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, practical, yeah. Yeah. But the lobby scene in the first one is probably the best one. I love the dojo scene. So when uh, Neo has Mm -hmm. learned Kung Fu, I know Kung Fu, um, <laughs> and he fights Morpheus, and I think that's a really interesting one as well. But uh, the entire movie to me is just so special and perfect. I cannot find any 
fault. Like I just cannot. It's it's a perfect movie to me. There's not one thing I I'm not a massive fan of the love story thing, but I guess that's mm. the main theme, and it's gonna be what helps him throughout the three movies. Um, so yeah, I guess. But it was like the first time, I, even the first time I watched it, so I was like, what? So like because he's dead, and because she says I love you, he is born again. What the fuck is this mm. bullshit? I wasn't a fan of that, but ah, uh, it's okay. I like the chemistry between the two actors, so it works. All right. So, yeah. So you would have picked the red pill. Ah, uh, that's the question, isn't it? Would you rather just go back to your comfort, or would you? you no, know, but want to see, open your like eyes? at that point, he didn't know. No, you All don't right. know. But that's the meaning that the question amounts to this. So, in with one pill, you learn the truth, but that's going to be hard. Or with what? But then I feel like if you say it like that, like, oh, you either know the truth or you just go back to your life. If you give me that, I'm like intrigued. I'm like, well, of course I want to know what I don't know. So I'm going to go for the truth, but then I might regret it later. It's like if people say, oh, I have a secret. Do you want to know or would you rather? Like, of course I want to. Like, if you give me an option like that, I always want to know. And I think it was was that cypher guy i think he mentioned it uh while they were in in that ship or something that they were kind of pissed at morpheus because they didn't sort of before taking the pill they didn't know the full story yeah what do you think morpheus should have said like oh if you take this one pill you will awake from the fake reality you live in but life mm. is going to be... No. I think... I think if he would have said something like this, I think a lot of people wouldn't choose the red pill. I don't think so. I think people will always want to know what they don't know. So, like, if you give them a choice like this, you can either go back to your life but not know what I know, or you can know what I know. People are going to be like, I want to know. Like, I don't like the mystery of this. I uh, want to know. I feel like that only stands if you are, like, a mediocre person. Meaning, excuse me. (laughs) No, no. I mean, like, if you were some some somebody in you know this reality, if you're somebody who has everything, oh, and they tell you, and they tell you, hey, you know, you're gonna wake up from this reality where you have everything, and then you're gonna live in a shithole, flying, you know, trying to escape some alien robots. Um, I think those people might have. Only if you give, but if you just give them the options of you can either go back to your life or you can know what reality really is. But I yeah, think but even so if you have everything. So that's, yeah, but that, that's kind of like what Morpheus said. You know, he was just like generalizing. He didn't yeah. say that. So if no. he would have said how it is, maybe not everybody would have chosen Probably not. But like he said himself, Morpheus, not everyone has the capacity to be awoken. Like some people will be out too weak or they wouldn't accept it and their mind would break. So it's not like everyone can wake up, which makes you wonder how come Cypher was chosen? Because like he clearly looks like a traitor, is a traitor. (laughs) But uh, sure. Uh, Yeah, because that made me question a few things about who... Morpheus chose to uh, wake up basically like mm-hmm. Trinity makes sense Cypher doesn't 
And it's a bit annoying that you don't get to know the other characters a bit more, but at the same time, they are expendables. So, mm. yeah. I did like Switch, though. I remember the first time, because her design is completely different than the others, so you can't help but look at her because she's in white and not in black. Um, and I thought she was quite cool, but she doesn't do much. Um, I like the idea. So did you, after this movie... Whenever you saw a cat twice, did you think, oh, fuck, there's a glitch in... Or, like, when you have deja vu, did you, do you think, oh, it's a glitch in the Matrix? Mm. You Which never cat? say that to your friend, where they're like, oh, I have deja vu. So, like, the feeling that you've just lived something twice. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and, and they go, oh, glitch in yeah. the Matrix. Oh, I don't say glitch in the Matrix. I just say I oh. have a deja vu. Oh. Yeah, but then... If I say that out loud, my friends would say a glitch in the matrix. You know what I mean? If I say, oh, I have deja vu, because like, it's annoying when you get it. And everyone goes, when you get it, you're like, I have this feeling of deja vu. Like you say it out loud as if that's going to do anything. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> and usually we would say like, oh, glitch in the matrix. I like that idea. Yeah. I like the idea that he, because that was such a smart little thing that he saw that cat twice and he's like, huh, deja vu, which is something we've all experienced. And then mm. in this movie, they're like, oh, that's not deja vu. That's like a glitch in the system. Mm. I thought that was, sorry, uh, so, so good. Um, yeah. And of course, Trinity for me is like, it was so refreshing to see a female character being portrayed as a badass and not mm. I want to say hypersexualized she is a little bit because she's wearing very tight clothing that's very leathery but at the same time <laughs> she's not like in mini skirt and heels and mm. she's just a very strong female character and that was really good to see in 1999 and that she wasn't mm. just like a non-interesting storyline or a character that's there to be sexy but doesn't do anything. So I love I love that. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked that you didn't love this movie from the first time you watched it. Um, but mm. okay. Not even the second time, probably. Maybe oh, from the third time. For fuck's sake, Dima. <laughs> Why did you watch it three times if you didn't like the movie? Is my yeah, first because, question. Because, because a lot of people did. And I was like, what, what the fuck do you like about what it? What am I missing? Yeah. <laughs> God. Couldn't you even yeah, at, like like, at least enjoy the... Without yeah, understanding the whole underlying... Uh, yeah, but no, even that by I itself... I need to know what the fuck the movie is about. You know, otherwise you, uh, but you can do you understand watching. now? <laughs> yeah, or... I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of do. <laughs> oh god. Okay. But I feel like it helped if you've seen more sci-fi and then you understand more the themes or if you've yeah. Yeah, cuz it's definitely not an easy movie to understand if you have no understanding yeah. of what AI is or technology yeah. period. That's should, why I think should, my dad never liked this movie. <laughs> yeah, if you're 13 and you're watching it, maybe don't watch it. No, no watch it because Keanu Reeves, but also the action and Morpheus. Fucking mm. hell. Love him. <laughs> but then, yeah, the second one, eh, the third one, uh, really not my cup of tea. And then the fourth one, fuck my life. That Pretend was so like bad. I was <laughs> so disappointed in that. It's just... Yeah. If you get nothing to write, don't write a movie. Don't pretend. 
Anyways, that's how I feel about the yeah. fourth one. Uh, what what rating would you give the Matrix? Um. So we're 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 telling right now, not like overall. Well, uh, you're rating now, so beginning. like this vision now. Uh, this version right now. Yeah, I'd probably do. Um, I'll probably do an eight point seven. That's there. exactly yeah. the rating on IMDb. Is it eight point seven? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I'm it's glad. It's crazy IMDb to think that Rick me. and Morty has a better score than this fucking movie. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Like, are you serious? Do you not see what's on screen? Are you retarded? Uh, I mean, uh, the Rick and Morty does do um, a lot of sci-fi. You know, I think they talk about different realities, universes, and all yeah, that they jazz. Yeah, they do. I don't know. I yeah, think they it's do, just but different. I think you know, it's like it goes deeper, though. It's like yeah, but again, you really you're doing are... yeah. So you're trying to compare again. It's like. What we have to do right now, right? We're we're, we're trying to compare uh, solar opposites. Yeah, that's impossible. Yeah. Uh, versus the up. matrix. And <laughs> I, I feel like I should point this out. You knew because we had like a whole delay. So I gave you the matrix before the podcast, right? So you knew what I picked, and you still decided to give me solar opposites. No. You we did it on the yes, no. I, I did the it. matrix first. <laughs> yes. And you was like, yeah, oh, but you it, know but, what's going to pair super well with that? Solar no, opposites. No, no, no. It, wasn't like, it wasn't like days later. You Maybe you were the first one to tell me, but I immediately told you my pick. Because I already had a pick. Regardless what you <sighs> would have gave me, it would still be solar opposites. All right, but I feel like it's like you compare, it's like pairing cheese with what doesn't go with everything goes with cheese fucking hell oh with <laughs> nutella that those things would not work well no, last time work. We, i'm like la, thinking la, about it i'm like would that work no <laughs> it work. last time we were comparing <laughs> silo and um what's the movie was last one midsummer midsummer yeah midsummer yeah so it was also comparing you know midsummer yeah, but and, both uh, of these were like things with actors <laughs> Hey, Here, voice I'm actors are actors um... too. <laughs> oh my god. Jazz, you're cancelled. You're cancelled, Jazz. <laughs> they matter too. Um, no, but here we're comparing a masterpiece with like randomness. With just like, eh? Where did you even pick that? It feels like you were blind and you had your tablet with like Disney app open and you just pointed no. your finger at the show and this was it. Mm. The uh, Matrix is like the best thing in the world. But yeah, it is because the themes are so profound. Everything is so well thought of. The script is tight. Everything is good. And then <laughs> solar opposites. All right. I mean, you know who I'm going to vote for. I'm going to give The Matrix okay. a 9.7 out of 10. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that is the highest one nine. yet, right? That is the highest by far than any of us has given yet yes oh, yes wow. but it's Shit. such a 9. good movie 9.7 damn it it's like changed damn. my life damn whoa those are serious 
serious words you're you're talking here. I stand by it. There's not many movies that can top The Matrix, in my opinion. They're awesome, but like... We'll leave them for the next time. Okay, well, yeah. um, so are we saying, are we picking the winner, right? So, yes, it's I mean, it looks, the Matrix. <laughs> it looks like, yes. With, with, it was, <laughs> this it was isn't like, a debate, like, <laughs> I mean, are you gonna be so <laughs> I'm opposite. not gonna debate. No, no, no. I mean, I've given my score, and yeah, like, I've scored Matrix higher, so I can't, I can't in good no. faith argue now, but yeah. Yes, The Matrix is a much better movie. Everything is better. I love the aesthetic. I just love how everything was leather. And I don't know if you had this happen where you lived, but after The Matrix, a lot of people would have those black coats, like very long leather coats. Long, yeah. And yeah, like yeah. the shoes as well, like the boots. It was a whole style. And also the soundtrack. We didn't even talk about it, but the soundtrack is amazing. Mm, yep. Do you not think? Yeah, some yeah, the music there. Everything iconic. About this movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why you gave it nine point seven. But yeah, yeah. Won't change right. my mind. All right. So we have we a winner. Pickies? Yep. Yep. All right. So do you want to go first? I will. I'm stirring okay. my jar just now. Just uh, let me I'll stop say... at some point. Stop. Okay, I get one. Oh, fucking hell! It's it's Dave's pick. It's not my pick. <laughs> oh, okay. It's so, what ba- is it? Ballers, the series Ballers season one. It's with Dwayne Johnson. Okay, it's very good because I've wanted to watch that show and I haven't yet. Oh, so, fuck's sake, I have to rewatch this show. He's gonna okay. be happy. Okay, so my pick for you. Oh, this is gonna okay. be another classic. Like, how do we fuck compare this? <laughs> <laughs> so you have to watch You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Oh, I know this. I've seen this. A mm. while ago, I remember none of this. Okay. Yeah. It's with uh, Ben Stiller, right? Uh, I don't think that movie is famous for Ben Stiller. Oh, no. It's Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. All right. Ah. Uh... That so, so they ha- zero bells. Okay, Adam Sandler. And he's a, oh. No, I've never seen this, actually. Oh, but I know ne- okay. of it. So he's a hairdresser. No, he's yeah. like... Yeah. 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 But he's also like a uh, special forces agent, like an Israeli... Isn't he? Yeah. 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 Okay, I've never so seen it. So, so that's all right. I'll watch okay. that. Okay. All right. It's going to be interesting. Lather, like the, the poster says, lather, rinse, save the world. And he's doing mm. like a Jean-Claude Van Damme split <laughs> thing with a hairdryer. <laughs> Class. <laughs> Fucking hell. You're going to love it. At least both of these are comedies because Borders is really funny. It's not, it's also it's drama-ish. It's very funny. It's not a comedy. But it's really funny because okay. because the rock and because there's a lot of funny elements, but I think there's also underlying themes that are a lot more serious, but you're going to laugh a lot more than you're going to cry. You're not going to cry. Okay. But yeah. Oh, fuck. I can't wait to tell Dave. He loves mm. this show. He watches it like at least once a month. <laughs> <He's crazy. fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> okay. All right. 
All right. Um, if you, like we said last time, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram even, I think. Mm. Yes. Um, give us comments, likes, whatever you want. And you can even tell us movies that you'd want us to do and we can do that. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. All right. Uh, and I think that's it for today, right? Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye.